The Masechet Babakamet Daf Tet Zayin. And we're starting the bottom of Tet Vav Mubed at the Gemara. So we saw in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says there are five types of Tamim and five Mu'adim. Okay, five Tamim and five Mu'ad. And then we said that the Habahim is not Mu'adit as a rule. Ligach to, to go, Ligo for its body, Lashuk with its teeth to eat, Lashuk to lie on its person, but only not a kick. Those are the five cases of Tam. And we know that whenever we mention the ox as a Tam or a Mu'ad, we're speaking about a Tolada of Karen. Correct. Right, Karen is what's got trouble. It was Shane and, and Regal, so always Muad. So these are five cases over here. And then the, then the, and the Bible says, Muad, right? And Hashem Mu'edet, the Chodot Ra'ula, the Shen is always Muad to eat the Ra'ui, in other words, what it's more like food. So if, 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 if in this case, if anyone eats a soccer ball in your backyard, then that's not called Muad, because most animals don't eat soccer balls. Okay, but if it chews up your plants, that's called Ra'ula, right? That's right. And then we said, so we've got the Shen Mu'edet Lecho, that's one type of Mu'ad. The Regel is Mu'edet Lishbor, but the Lucha, again, the, the foot is where it's, it's, it, it, it walks, as opposed to Shorot, when we saw yesterday, it was kicking up a stone or something. Then the Shor Mu'ad, the Shor Mu'ad, then we've got a difficulty over here. Number four is Shor Hamazik Bershut Nizak. The Shor in somebody else's yard. Now, we would have thought, based on what we knew up until now, that if it's in somebody else's yard, it makes no difference. It would still depend if it's a Mu'ad or a Tam, correct? That's what it should be. Now, if you go to Kaf Dalit, go to Kaf Dalit, it's quite an important daf. If you go to Kaf Dalit, you'll see a Mishnah there towards the bottom. And the Mishnah says on Kaf Dalit, Shor HaMazik Bereshut HaNizak Keitzad. What is this example of a Shor HaMazik, the damages ox, in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the yard or in the land, the position of the, of the damaged party? So it says, yeah, Nagach, Nagaf, Tashach, Ravatz, Ba'at. All these things spoke about, right? Which either it gored or it with his body, rubbed his body up against, or it nashak it bit, or or it ravats, it ran out, lay on him, or what it kicked. Bishuta rabim. If it's nushta rabim, meshalem chatzinezik. Then we know if it's nushta rabim, then only pays fifty percent damages. Bishuta nizak. It's in the gaz rishut himself, in the damage part of rishut. So then we see a machloket. Rabbi Tarfon omer nizak shalem. The chachamim omer chatzinezik. Rabbi Tarfon says Nezek Shalem 100% Nezek. And, and Chachamim say only Nezek Chatsi Nezek. And then we talk about a Tam. So we see over here a machloket now between Rabbi Tarfon and Chachamim with regard to a Tam in the damaged party's own premises. And he says it's, it's Nezek Shalem. Look at our Mishnah back in our Mishnah on Tetrav Mudbet. It says, so the, who are the Mu'adim, examples of Mu'adim? So we said, Hashem mu'edet lechol tra'ula, the shen, the tooth, whatever suitable to it. Haregel mu'edet lishbor, and then Ashor ha'mu'ad, which we understand. Ashor ha'mu'ad is the ox that's done something three times already. And then the fourth example of mu'ad is Ashor ha'mazik, Bereshut ha'nizak, the damaging ox in the damaged party's property. And that seems to be called a mu'ad. So we can understand now, according to Kavdad and Amudbet, who's that going like? Rabbi Tarfun ha'chachamim. No? Rabbi Tarfun ha'chachamim. Rabbi Tarfon, correct. The Chavim would say Chatzin Nezik, and that's called a Muad. It's in the list of all the Muadim, which is Muad is 100% Nezik. And Adam. Okay, and then we have a list of the animals, and we'll still get to it in a moment. Then Rabbi Nezik says, Bisman Shem and Etar, if they are tamed or they domesticated, and they aren't called Muadim as a rule, and the Nachash is always Muad. Okay, so the Gemara says, like this, Midik Tanya, Shem, Muad, Lechol. When we said the Shen 
that the animal by eating is mu'ad to eat. So Michal, the Bechatzizakas, we understand where is he eating, right? He's eating in the Nizak's Rashut. In the Nizak's Rashut, Ukatani Bahayma Enam Mu'edet Lishalem Kulay, Abba Chatzin Meshalemet. But Enam only pays Chatzin Nizak. So Gemara says, so who is this that tells us in the premises of the damaged party, Enam pays Chatzin Nizak? We saw that some kavdalim were bet. Look at the mishnah shasa over there. Lekaman kavdalim were bet. Right, the mishnah. Mishnah is a tam. Remember, it's called mishnah because he acts strangely. This is the normal way of behavior. Normal way of behavior is he's a good animal, and now he was strange and he suddenly gored or did something. In the chatzah the nizak chatzin ezek. So we want to say, wait a second. We got to say it seems like our mishnah at the moment is according to Rabbanan. Well, wait a second, look at the safe of our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, when it lists all the Mu'adim, so it says Mu'ad, V'shorah Mazik V'shorah Nizak, V'adam. And who's now the Shorah Mazik in the Nizak? Chayev is called the Mu'ad. Who's that? Atan, Rabbi Tarfon. Right? Now, we already saw this yesterday, by the way. We saw this, we already saw this yesterday. We saw an extract from this Gemara yesterday. So the Gemara is like this. Uh, we saw this exact thing yesterday. The Gemara says yes, and don't worry too much about it. Remember, he said he called him a wise guy. Trying to understand this Mishnah so much, try and follow me and listen to what I'm telling you. Reisha Rabbanan, the Sefer Rabbi Tarfon. So answer number one is yes, the ratio is Rabbanan and the Sefer Rabbi Tarfon and don't make a big fuss about it, it's not a big deal, it's okay. Rabbi Lazar Mishmeh Rav says no, doesn't like an answer. He says it's not true that the Mishnah is Rabbanan and Rabbi Tarfon, both of them in the Mishnah. He says, Kula Rabbi Tarfoni, the whole Mishnah Rabbi Tarfon. Now we have a problem, how can the whole Mishnah be Rabbi Tarfon? Because the Mishnah starts off and says, that a Shen Amu'edet Lechol Trawila. Shen, and where's that? We understood that meant in the Rishut of the Nizak. And then we saw that an animal in the Nizak is a, is a Muad. So, so, how can the whole thing be Rabbi Tarfon? So he said, like, it's good Rabbi Tarfon here. Reisha, which spoke about the Rishut of the Nizak, when we learned this the other day, that we can distinguish between the rights to our partnership. We get a partnership, we both own the yard, or the farm, or the field, or whatever it is, but for different things. So we own it to plant in, but none of us can bring our animals in there. Or we own it for our animals. Right? If we owned it for our animals, then it was like Sharabi. If it was just for planting, and I wasn't allowed to bring my animal in there, so even though I was a 50% owner in that field, was only for planting. My animal being in there was if my animal was in somebody else's rishut. Remember that? So he says like this. So that's how you can explain the Mishnah, both according to Rabbi, all according to Rabbi Tarfon, the Reisha and the Sefer. The Reisha said, B'shut ha-nizak, right? B'chat sh'amiyad le'v peyrot, only, l'chad mehen. V'lezeo l'zeo l'shvarim. So one of them was allowed only field, and one of them was allowed, and they were both allowed the animals. T'legabe shen, have l'chat sh'anizak. So now with regards to shen, with regards to the fruits, right? And so if it's shen, legabe shen, it's a chatzarizak. That's why it's 100%. So when we said, legabe keren, for both the oxen to be in there, it's because they're both allowed With regards to eating the fruits, it's called the shen. So that's how we can have a shen 
and Rishra Nizak. And then we can say that in Rishra Rabbim, when we have both had an oxen in the Rishra Rabbim, and therefore it's only 50%. On the other hand, the Shen, when it's in the Chasra Nizak, is not allowed to be there. Therefore, he pays 100% damages. So now on that, I'm Rav Kana, I'm Ritla Shmaita, Kamen Rav Zvid Binada. I said, Rav Kana says, I said this over, this Shmaita, this far and now, that what the difference in our Mishnah is, that so one of them is talking about a Rashut where we're only allowed farming, one where we're allowed animals. And that's why we've got a difference in our locha. But Amali, and he said, what are you talking about? Me, Matzit, How can you make this Mishnah Rabbi Tafra? It doesn't make any sense. Hakatani, we learned in the Mishnah, Shen Mu Eret Rawila. The Shen is only Mu'edet lechol et ha-ra'uila. And it's, it's Mu'edet. Which implies what? Ra'uila in. She'en ra'uila lo. It's not, it's not uh, Mu'edet to eat something which is not ra'uila. So if it's a soccer ball, it wouldn't be called the Shen. It would be called the Nezek of a time. It depends on whether it's a time or not. It would probably be Chatsi Nezek. He says, Now, Rabbi Tarfon, if this whole Mishnah is all Rabbi Tarfon, Ha'amar, Rabbi Tarfon says, Mishunah Kerem Echatsi Nezek. Rabbi Tarfon says that a Kerem, a short Tam, in the Chashra Nizak, Nezek Shalem Shalem. And yeah, it turns out from this Mishnah that our Mishnah is talking about, right, only a Shen is Muad, only the Ra'uila. If it's not Ra'uila, then it's not called Muad, then it's called Tam. And if it's called Tam, then it's Chatzin, it's not Nezek Shalem. So if you're going to tell me the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Tarfon, you're going to steal it down Rabbi Tarfon, because it seems from the Mishnah, if it's all Rabbi Tarfon, that even when, the, whatever the case is, the she, the, 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 the Shor Hamazik in Shura Nizak is a Muad. That's not true. It's only Muad to Ra'ula. Not to not Ra'ula. Right? So therefore, it's So he wants to say over here, right? This is Rav Kahana. He says that really, it's not a Rabbi Tarfon. The whole Mishnah is actually Rabbanan. Now we have a problem. How can it all be Rabbanan? Because Rabbanan don't make a distinction between uh, between the Nezek, in, in, with, with the Mazik in the, in the Nezek, in the, in the Shranizak. They say it's only 50%, not 100%. So it says, and this is what's missing. Our Mishnah is a corrupted Mishnah, and there's things missing. You've got to read it like this. This is what's missing our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, there are five scenarios of Tam. Right? And what are the Vahim? If they became Muad, then those Chamishadan are Muadin. So the five which we saw, which was Laguch, Lashuch, Livot, Livat, and uh, what was the fifth one? Lasuch. What was the fifth one there? We had Ligach, Ligof, Lulashuch, right? Lulashuch, Lulibots, right? So Ligach, Ligof, Lashuch, Lulibots, and Livot. Those five cases. That's what we're talking about in a shore, in Din of Shore. There are five cases, if it does, you know, those things, they're all Toladot of Karen. And therefore, if, they, if the animal hasn't done them three times, it's called a, 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 tami, a Tam. And then the Imuadu, if it does it three times, it becomes those five things I will be talking about become Muad. In addition to that category, there's another category, Vashen, Veregel, are always Muadin like Mitchilatan. Always Muadin. Where do they become Muadin? They're only Muad, Bechatzer, and Nizak. And that's how you have to say, that's how we've got a difference between Shen, the regular cases of Tam and Muad, and then the animal is, can be a Shen, but when's it a Shen? It's a Muad. How does it become a Muad? In the, in the Rishra Nizak. And that's what the Chatzer and Nizak is mentioning there. That's according to explaining now, the whole mission is according to Chachamim. And no one says over here, like Ta- Rabbi Tarfon, that the Shen in the in the in the Chatzor would, would pay Meachus hundred percent damage, only fifty percent. So that seems to be beautiful, but now comes along Rabbi Vin and says, "No, Matki Rabbi Vin, Rabbi Vin's got a kasha on this." So what are you talking about? How can Tani come? We learned later on, and he quotes over here our Mishnah on Daf Kaftal, which we looked at earlier on today. The Mishnah in Parak Bet. 
And then the Mishnah says, Shor HaMazik Shuranizak. Keitza. Then the Mishnah asked the question, this Shor HaMazik, when we're talking about an ox in somebody else's property where he causes damage, what, how does it work? So the question is, that bright, that Mishnah in Parag Bet, is it explaining what we spoke about in Mishnah Aleph, where here we just mentioned the Shor HaMazik, Shor HaMazik Shuranizak, and there the Mishnah is discussing it, or is it something else altogether? That's what the Gemara says. Iya might be Shloma Airi Ba. Shmachik Tani Kaitzad. If it's, we're talking about the same story, then we understand why it says Kaitzad, because in Parapet, it's in Parapet Aleph. Iliya might lo Airi Ba. If it's not discussing our Mishnah, so then my Kaitzad, what are we speaking about? Look at Rashi here. Iliya might lo Airi Ba, Bahai Pirka, in this Parapet of Bet. So my Kaitzad, my Kaitzad, what does Kaitzad mean? What's it referring to? So the Gemara says, El Amar Avina, this is what it's referring to. Chisura Mech Shmachik Tani. Says he agrees that there's a corrupt Mishnah, and we, and we have to understand the Mishnah, right? But understanding it a little bit, a little bit differently. How does he understand it? He says Chamisha Tamin Hanefav Tamin Vaim Hu Adu Chamishim Muad. The same thing. V'shem Regel Muadim Mitchlatan V'zehu Shor Hamuad. That's how he says. Understand that that's what we call Shor Hamuad. Shor Hamuad refers to the five examples of Livot Lagoch Lingof Lingoch Lingof. Lashuch, Livot, and Lashuch, and Rivot, sorry, and those five examples. And they can either be Tam Muad. Then there's also the Shen and the Regal, which is always Muad. And those are your examples of Shor Muad. That's this, that sums up Shor Muad. Those five cases, plus the two other cases of Shen and Regal. And then we've got another case, says Avihar Ravina. The Shor HaMazik, Nizak. That is a Machlok of Rabbanan. And then he mentions the following. So basically, how does he explain it? He says, this is how you explain the Mishnah. It's not that we take out Rabbi Tarfum, we put in Rabbi Chachamim. No. The first discusses a general category of what's acceptable to everybody. Everybody agrees that there are five scenarios of a shore, which could be Tam or Muad. And that is Ligoch, to go. Lingof, with push of his body. Lashuch, to bat, to cause damage, which is a Toledah of, of, of Karen. Lirvot to lie on you and cause damage, or lashuch or to bite you, right? And all those things are lirvot, uh, sorry, and to kick you. Those are all categories of 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 uh, of Karen. Then there's another two types of muad, which are shen and regel. Now we've got another category, and this is why we made a, we got confused between Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbanan, and we try to say it's all Rabbi Tarfon or Rabbanan. The he says no. What's missing in our mission is. When it comes to the mazik in the reshut of the nizak, there's a machloket. There, Rabbi Tarfon says, Me'achuz nezek, and, and Chachamim say, Chamishim achuz nezek. So it's no longer a steer in our Mishnah. It's no longer the ratio like Rabbi Tarfon, the Sefer like Rabbi Tarfon, the Sefer like Rabbi Tarfon, the Sefer like Rabbi Tarfon, or Rabbi Tarfon. There's an acceptable by all about the five categories of Tamuad, the two categories of Shor, of, of Shen and Regal, which are Muad, and then there's the question of the Shor in the reshut of the nizak, what is that? Is a machlokim married with tarfon? Everybody with me? And that all makes up says no longer a problem. And the Gemara means a bright. Says Tanya Nachman a bright which actually supports that shita exactly. Says the Chamishat Tavin Hand Im Huadu. If it becomes, if they conduct it in such a way three times, right? They they become muad, and they come, and then they always fall become muad, and and then they shen a regel which is always muad mitchatan vezeu shor muad, and then they shor mazur nizak the animal in the nizak shushut, and that's what we tell from Rabbi Nan. And then Yesh Muad Nachayim goes to the other types of muadim, which are the other types of animals: Hazev, Aria, Dov, Alamei, Habar, Tzvay, Nachash. Okay, so that is the first way the Gemara solves the stira, which seems to imply Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Meir in, in our Mishnah by putting it as a machloket.
The Gemara brings this whole argument in another way. There's some which learn this conclusion, but through a different way. They say there's actually a steer between the two Mishnahs. In our Mishnah, we learn down Chamisha, Tanim, Chamisha, Muadim. They're far too, well, too like they aren't anymore. But what, if, wait a second, what about Zev and Ari and Dov and Nomer and Bardas and Nachash? Umashani, and there we answer Ravina, Chisra, Mechsha. And on that question, Ravina says the Mishnah is a crap. Mishnah, they say you've got to understand the Mishnah, there's things missing. Okay, so basically we resolve, however you want to look at it, we've got a brighter, other a brighter which supports another whole machloket where we came through this whole sugi of baya, trying to understand who's the tanner of the Mishnah, is it different tanaim or not? And we said, no, it's not. Or there was a kashya on the first part of the Mishnah. We said, with well, only five Muadim, what about the others? And the Mishnah Daik, you're right. said, Ravina, and he listed a brighter. Basically, listed them all. Now we understand that. To sum up, we've got five categories of Shor Tam or Shor Muad. And that's called Shor Muad. Then we've got, if they do it three times. And then we've got the Shen and the Rega, which is always Muad. And the question is that Shen, right? In the, when the animal's in the Nizak's property, there's a machlut we Rabbi Tafel Chachamim. And in addition to those five examples of muad, which apply to animals, there's another type of, of dangerous animals, basically the cat world. And those are also, and the snakes are muadim also, and Adam, a person as well, are also muad. Okay. So now we go into the Mishnah itself. The Mishnah said, Lo laguch, velo dingof, velo lashuch, velo lirvots. Okay, what's lo lirvots? That an animal is not muad to lie on, a, on you and break and kill you or to lie on something and break it. So Amr Rabbi Elazar, he says, Lo shanu ele pachim gedolim. Aba pachim katanim orcheu. He says, really, that's not so straightforward. When do we say an animal is not muad to break things? When it's big things or big people. But if it's little things or little people, it is muad. In other words, if an ox, an ox by definition doesn't care where it lies. And if it lies down and there's a nice, beautiful, I don't know, uh, piece of china underneath it, it's going to break it. And that's muad. That's not called tam. And the word says, we can prove this from a bright. We saw the truth that the animal is muadit to go in its way. Heart walks, it breaks. And even to, to, to squash people. And animals. And animals. So the question is, this might not actually be the connector. This might be the human outside. This is all from the side. It was not lying on you, but if it walks and bumps or knocks, it might be something different. And then we said, Okay, so two ways to learn the same thing. So similar we saw in the previous sugi, in the previous sugi. So it says, some don't bring it as a brighter argument, say actually there's a stira. It's not the one in our Mishnah says, Lord, On the other hand, there's a brighter that says, that it will squash animals and, and, and things, and peoples. It depends, big things are not, are not a problem, and small things are. Okay, so have you look at it with animals for breaking little things, even killing little people? He said it's called muad. Because if a child's there, an animal is a child, that's called muad. That's what animals do. But for on big on adults, it's not called muad. Okay, then we had Azeva Hari. So now I'll be honest with you, I'm reading through this very, very quickly because I don't understand it myself. I haven't got a clue what the Gemara's talking about. I haven't got a clue. The Gemara's like, is my, what's a bardlas? So you said yesterday a bardlas was a jackal or a cheetah. What did you say it was? 
What do you what do you said was Howard? Godliness doesn't a what? A cheetah. A cheetah. That's right. He said a cheetah. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, "What's a bar?" Last Rabbi Yehuda says, "Nafraza." So the Gemara says, well, "What's a nafraza?" So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says an apa. Now apa over here. There's a, a, a there's a a, a, a Rabbanu Chananel here that says apa ninu mihu nafraza shem and a kavut zavur shem azachar. That the nafraza and the apa are the same thing. All bar One's a male. One's a female. Okay. So you know, the Gemara brings a kasha on there. It says meiti very meir omer afat zavua. Rimeir adds Afat Tzavua. And Rabbi Lazar Omer Afat Nachash, even the snake. And Rabbi Yosef says Tzavua Zu Apa. And on that, Rabbi Yosef says, no, Tzavua is an Apa. So make your mind, if Rabbi Meir adds a Tzavua to our list, and Rabbi Yosef says that Tzavua is an Apa, so now what is an Apa then? Because we said that an Apa was a Bardalas. So is the Bardalas also a Tzavua? Tzavua is like a jackal, I think. Okay, so Salwan's knocking about. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not interested. I'll tell you why in a second, right? <laughs> Sorry for that, right? The says, no Kashia. Can be tzavua zachar kam tzavua nekavu. Depends if one is a male, one is a female. The tiny animal because the grown bride is zachar tzavua zachar lachar shevashanim. This animal, whatever this animal is, this male tzavua after seven years, naseat becomes a bat. And atalef lachar shevashanim nase arpad. Now arpad normally is like a, a Dracula was an arpad, but it's like that type of a bat, right? And arpad after seven years becomes a kimush, and a kimush after seven years becomes a chuch, and a chuch after seven years becomes a shed. Right? So I don't know what this is all about. So that's why I'm not getting into it. I'm not worried about it. Okay? You can all work it out here. Then, the Gemara said, that's interesting Gemara over here. She draws Shel Adam. Why in the case of what changes? It says a person's spinal column. Lachar Sheva Shanim. After seven years becomes a snake. But does it do this? The Gemara says that there's a total in, 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 in Brachot, which I didn't see, but uh, there's a, it's a discussing Brachot as well. This Gemara. It says, That's if a person... Doesn't bend down for modim durabana. You know, modim durabana, you meant to bend down till you actually like hear the cracks in your spine. Like, <coughs> I guess you meant to bend. You don't bend with your knees for modim. You bend just with your back. You're meant to bend like all the way down. Like not till your, your your head mustn't come below your bum, but like but but bend quite low. So he says over there that's a, a good uh, behavior. Okay, Abba Mar. Remar Omer Afat Savua. So Remar said the Afat Savua. Rabbi said add it to the list Afat Savua. So Rabbi Lazar Omer Afat Nachash. So Rabbi Lazar Omer Bizman Shem Benay Tarbud and Muadim. But Nachash, what do you mean? Rabbi Lazar says uh, even a Nachash. Rabbi Lazar already in our Mishnah said that Nachash is always Muad. So Rabbi says you're right. Ni Nachash, not Afat Nachash, but Ni Nachash. Just he's just mentioning Nachash. Like that's right. I'm a Shmuel. Shmuel's like this. Ari. So now we're gonna understand something. A lion. What is the way of a lion? How does a lion work? So the Gemara understands that a lion isn't the sort of animal that hunts its prey and then takes it home, cuts it up and eats it with a knife and fork. Right? A lion brawls the other animal, like smashes it, doesn't wait for it to be dead. Right? Doesn't, is it your nephew? Doesn't wait for it to be dead. Right? And he just smashes the animal, grabs it and eats it alive. And that's called urche. That's the way the animal does things. If the lion kills the animal in Rishud Rabbi and schleps it out home and stores it, that's not called urche. Okay? So now look here. Rashi says like this. Daras shelo harga, meaning the third lines of Rashi at the top. It never killed it. Ella Mechaim Achla ate it while it was alive. Patur. Why is it Patur? Durchehu. 
Because that's called Orech. Veshem Shorabim Patur. Shen in Shorabim is Patur. Shen Bishut Anizak is Chayef. That's a Machlok Rabbi Tarfon Chachamim. We just saw now in Daf Kafdale with its 100% damage or Chati damage. But Shen Bishorabim is Patur. Because everyone's got to be in Shorabim. So if I'm doing things Ba'urchei in Shorabim, I'm Patur. Correct? Are you with me? So therefore the lion mauls your ox or your goat and eats it alive, dead, chews it up to pieces while it's alive, it hasn't killed it yet. That's called Urch as the lion does. So the lion can be in Shorabim as much as you want to look in Shorabim. Okay, it's a bit strange. We don't, we don't, we, none of us want lions running around Shorabim. Okay? They'll probably get killed. And someone said that there was last week in, in some animal got loose in Italy in a zoo or something. It ran away from a zoo. Someone in the shoe this afternoon. So the case was an animal running around a zoo, broke away from a zoo. So according to this Gemara, if the animal had gored somebody's horse or somebody's dog in the park, they'd be patur, because it's urche. Right? So that's what he said over there, patur. On the other hand, says, says, uh, says Shmuel, uh, taraf, right? If it was taraf, what taraf? He says, shahargavach, like, killed it, and then ate it. Chayev, why chayev? Look at Rashi, the very last wide lines at the top. That's not the way the lion eats. Doesn't first kill and then salt it and soak it and sit down and eat it nicely. Right? That's the Tolada of Karen. They will pay Chatzin Nezek. So Gemara said, like this now, Daras Vachal Patur. Why? Kevin de Urche, Limitras Habe. Like Moshe Achle Perbirakot, Habe Le Shem, Shrabim Patur. Exactly the same thing as if we were just eating fruits. Somebody else was fruits, Shrabim. Taraf, on the other hand, if it first killed it, love Urchehu. It's not love Urchehu. So the Gemara says, Sorry. So the Gemara says, Lamaimra, the Trifa, love Urchehu. Is that a fact? That Trifa for animal to, for the lion to kill the animal and then eat it is not Urchehu? Vahakativ, and quotes a pasuk over here from Nachum. Aryeik Toref, Bedei Gorotav. So a lion, Toref, Toref means kills it. Bedei Gorotav, the guru of the children. Umechanek and strangles it, Lelivotav, which I think means for the Leviot or the female lions, for its woman lions. Normally it's the other way around, actually. I think that the woman lions are the ones who do the hunting, but anyhow. Right? Vayemalei teref chorav, and it fills its holes up with stock or food. Umeonotav trefa, and it's in its onotav, and its abodes full of stored foods. So, what are you talking about? The Pasuk says, Ariyei teref, and they grotav. Someone says, You're right, Bishvil grotav. Agreed. For itself, it eats on the spot before it kills it. But if it has to take it home to its to its gurim, so there it will kill it and take it home. But the pastor do mechanek levotav. Yeah, it kills for its levotav. He wants it again. Bishvil levotav. That's for its levotav. That's not for itself. That's for the other, for the woman. Right? Rashi says alma urchel arogu b'shanim b'shad levotav. Then he wants it to v'yemalei terif chorab. It says it fills up its its, its caves. Its caves with the terif. Then he says you're right. Bishvil chorab to keep it for the for the winter seasons or whatever it is. Right? Rashi says, "Yeah, Urchei la'arogu la'avila orchav la'chorav v'latzim to hide it away." But lechom yad lachar arigak yad shmuel lav Urchei. Seems not shmuel. The word says, "No." What about umenotav trefa? And this is umenotav trefa. Also, the word says again, "Pishvil monotav." So the word seems to have replied that the lion itself, when the lion's hungry, it doesn't wait to kill. It just smarts and all, then eats what's alive. But if it's going to bring it to other people, then that would be orich, orchei. Right. Okay, we've got a bright, we'll see in a couple of days, that if a lion, right, 
a wild animal, it goes into somebody else's chatzir, and then Tarfa Bear doesn't kill it, but eats it. We say in Meshalem Nezek Shalem, look at Rashi, Meshalem Nezek Shalem, Mide Meshalem Nezek Shalem, says since we're paying in the chatzir of the, of the damaged party, we're paying full damages, Michal Durche, that seems to be that it's Urche. And if a Toledad is Shen, he, and that's Toledad is Shen, and then if it's Urche in the Nezek's place, in Shlarabim, it should be Patur. So how come here Shmuel said that he's that he's high that 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 that, uh, that if it was chaya tarfa tarfa he'd be chayev? We said daras is patur, but tarfa would be chayev if he killed it. The Gemara says tarfa lahaniach. Says no, because why? Because he he killed it, but to leave it, not to eat it. What's the word about ha'achlekah? It says achlekah he ate it. It says v'shenim lechakachlekah. He didn't really plan on eating it. He planned on keeping it. But I don't know, the, 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 the smell was too good or something, and he decided to eat it, that's why he was chayev. But really, he didn't want to eat it, he was going to store it, and that was why, that's urche, to tarif and to store it, but not to eat it. Are you with me? I'm going through it pretty quickly, but you're with me, right? Okay. Uh, so he says, wait a second. So he says, how do you know? That, that, that it was b'shedim lecha. That's question number one. And question number two is, our example of Shmuel, on line number four, which is Shmuel, Ari, Bersharam, Daros, Vachapat, Tutaraf, Achachayev. Maybe Nami Dilmach, who maybe the case over there of Shmuel, when he says over there that the Amar Taraf or Achachayev, right? Why is he when he did Trifa? Miva Hachihu, the Taraf, Amlat Latsnia, Venim Lachvacha, maybe there as well. He really, he did Trifa, he killed it to go and take it home to eat, to, to, to look after, to save it. And that would be called Urche. Just <laughs> the smell was so good he couldn't resist Sayosait. Maybe his intention, the lion's intention when he did the when he was Torif and killed it was to actually save it and not anybody with me? Anybody with me? Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. So the Gemara says like this. So there are two answers here. If answer one is Amar of Nachum by Yitzchak, let's study in Kitai. What do you mean let's study? That we're actually learning two things out of that. Look at Rashi. Rashi helps us. You have to do Rashi over here. He says, let's study. What does it mean, let's study? He says uh, that Chetarfa Lahaniach or Darsav Achla, both those cases, Meshalem Nezek Shalem. If he was Toref to, to keep it or Darsa, they're not killing it in eight, in both cases, he'd be paying Nezek Shalem. And Ravina said, Kikama Shmuel Ba'ari Tarbut. Shmuel's talking about a, a domesticated animal. Ba'alibud Rabbi Lazar, Da'ama Lav Urche. That's not Urche. And that's why he was Patur. Uh, he was Chayev Shalem. So what I understand, then should be chayv if he was the Doris, if he's a tabu animal, not then anything he does, he's not uh, the way to do it. And Rabbi and Ravina love Ashmuel Itmar. He says, no, Ravina's not talking about Shmuel. Uh, in our case of Shmuel, Ella Amatu with our Mishnah. Kitani Matin the Brighter, which is Kitani Matita Bari Tarbut, Vali Rabbi Lazar, Tabal Love Urche. He says, that's our brighter says that a tabu animal, that's not the way that there was Iachi in Khachinabi Bay to show you should have paid Khachinit was an orech. He says, no, he became muad. So make up your mind. That's a Torah that carried. That's not Torah that carried. That's Torah that carried. It became a muad. Says you're right, Kashia. So if you look at it, we end up with a bit of a steer over here. Not so straightforward. Is it a Torah? Is it not a Torah? Is it Urcha? Not Urcha? It wrote me not in the Mimnach, not Mimnach. Okay, but uh, I don't, no, that was a bit more, I think, of a bit of mind gymnastics in Riyadh. What? What you're saying is clear, but, the, uh, but for me, the question is. Why, when it's behaving abnormally, is 
Is it only Hetzi uh, damages? Uh, I don't quite understand the connection between. Because we've got a, we've got, the cloud is that that Urche Rishda Rabim is patur. Because it, if an animal is allowed in Rishda Rabim, and he behaves normally in Rishda Rabim like how he's meant to be behaving, then you patur okay. for damages. Okay. It's only when he does so. If you brought your animal into this, to, to now, this is a radical example. I would agree with you. Normally, we, normally we would understand that Urche behaving normally in Shurabi means that he walks nicely and by mistake he damages something, whatever the case is, right? No, or, no, or, no, but, okay, but so, so yeah, a lion, a lion, the way a lion eats is that it yeah. mauls the animal and doesn't wait for it to die and eats it quickly. That's called Urche. Oh, I see. So you don't have responsibility if he behaves or you have only half responsibility. No, you don't have any responsibility. You patter all together yeah. in the Shurabim. In the Shurabim, you'll be chayev. But then also it would be it would depend if he was muad or no. not muad. So if it was shen in Ushtanizak, so then you'd be chayev. If he was mm. if he was it was a tam, because he was a toladav keren, then it would make a difference if he was a tam or a muad. So if it wasn't urche, so shen for example, if he ate the fruits, that's called the that's that's urche. Because animal does. I mean, but if he if he go if he molds a, 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 an animal. That's that 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 in in your in your house. There's also urche, but if he dores and to and doesn't and kills it, and eats it after it's dead, that's not called urche. That is not that's not a tolada of shen. That's not a tolada of keren. Tolada of keren. Then if it's a shen, then it, then if it's a, not a muad, he only pays chatzin nezek, not nezek shalen. So that's uh, so those are the the, the nuances. Okay, new mishnah. So the Mishnah asked a question. This is what we've been speaking about until now, right? We, we, we've been discussing these terms, but now the Mishnah says, Right, so what's Aliyah? Rashi Zaviyah, Mina Aliyah, Afilu Eina Nogayach Shaveh Shu, Nezik we saw this before, even if the Nogayach isn't worth as much as the damage is called, the Bemuad Kativ Yishleim Shortach and Ashor, you got to pay Shor for Shor, Velo Kativ Eina Migufa Nogayach Yifara, you don't pay out of the ox itself, we don't care. If your ox is worth much less than my ox, I don't care. You pay me 100% damage for my, if my ox is a, is a, if your ox was a muad. If your ox was a tam, then you only pay me half damages, and you're always limited to the value of the ox. Okay, we discussed it before, right? That's, that's clear. So Gemara says, my idea, what does this idea mean? So I'm Rabbi Lazar, but mu'uleh shebedechasav, from the best of your assets. V'chaydu omer, v'yishkav chizkiyah ma'avotav. Now we're going to get completely sidetracked over here. V'yishkav chizkiyah ma'avotav, v'yikperuhu b'ma'ala kivrei b'nei David. And he got buried b'ma'ala. So basically, they buried him in the best places. Right? In the best of David's places. He got buried next to the best of the family. And who were these? David and Shlomo. So see over here that Chizkiah himself right, got buried with David and Shlomo. And the passage of Ayikberuhu bekvorotav Asher Karalo beir David, which they dug from in the city of David, Vayishkavu b'mishkav Asher Malei besamim vezanim. So now the Gemara says, what does it mean besamim vezanim? So Rabbi Lazar says zinai zini. What does it mean? Look at Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel Nachman Yamar. Rabbi Lazar says zini zini. Look at Rashi. He says zini zini. Minei minei besamim harbe. Lots of different types of 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 spices. And Rabbi Lazar Amar, sorry, Rabbi Shmuel Nachman Yamar besamim. Spices, you're gonna be You become like intoxicated. You become like uh, just I don't know, uh, very uh, 
looking for, 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 for sexual promiscuity and all that. Now this could be that. Because now the Gemara goes a little bit and talks about this Pasuk. We saw over here, the Pasuk said, uh, another Pasuk, we're talking about, uh, why are we discussing digging graves over here? And we're still in Yermia. The Pasuk says, Kikaru shucha lelagdaini upachim tamnu leragli. So what does it mean, Kikaru shucha lelagdaini? Rashi says, Beyermina haravi kativ, we're talking about Yermia, in Yermia in the Parat. Upachim tamnu, Rabbi Lezomeh shechashduhu mizona. Okay? That's what I said about Yermia. Ashur Barachmani amar shechashduhu ma'eshet ish. That they suspect of being with a married woman. We've got a Xer Shavu of Shucha Shucha, which goes with Zona. What's Shucha going to do with Eshidish? After Eshidish, me naf can make Klaus Zona. So the Gemara says, no, still, Eshidish is Zona, same thing. So the Gemara says, And you're like, because you're going to die for Eshidish. And throw him into like a pit and slim darling. And there shall be a rabbi, Madi, be you, Mukhshalim, Lefanecha, Baita, Pecha, Vase. Says, Behem, I'm a year married if Nakash Baruch, Rabbi Roshola, a Fulubisha, Shosin, Sedaka, Ichshilam, Bene Adam, Shnam Huganim, Kreshloi, Kabrolem, Schar. Okay, bottom here, trouble with these guys, Rashavia. He says, I'll tell you a little bit, the Eshet Ish, it by Hiu of Mita, and I says, Ukhvora, Sulu, Moto, Kiske, Kativ. Okay, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what that's all about. Let's end up over here. It's like, uh, we go 